Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number five. Today is the sports edition. How are you, Andy? I am good. Fired up and ready to go. And what's your sweatshirt today? I got my Bison one on because Bison are winning, baby. We'll cover that later. We'll cover that in the show. Now, today is December 4th, 2023, and we're going to talk some football, some basketball, I'm sure. A little bit of hockey in there. We've got a lot to cover, a lot of fun stuff going on here. I've got a whole bunch of notes myself, so I'll, I'll chime in if anything comes up. But let's – oh, I don't have a trivia question. Do you have one? You know, let's I think skip we're it. okay without it. We're okay, yeah, we're okay without with it because we've got a lot to cover today. I just yeah. thought of that now. Uh, yeah, let's bring up your – here we go. Business. I got a little something to grind my gears just to start with here. We talked about it earlier in the year. Guy was making a lot of news, a lot of press, a lot of love. I love him as an interview. I think he's a good coach. He's as great as he thinks he is or everybody else thinks he is. But where's my Oh, no. There is. Deion Sanders should not have gotten Sports Person of the Year. Sports Illustrated, Woke Magazine anyway, dropped the ball on this one big time. Okay. More proof not to listen to Sports Illustrated. They're the Good Morning America of Sports Magazine shows or Sports Magazines. They they made up their mind. They wanted all the press, and yeah, they you screwed up on this one. Well, I think the intent was 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 right, but not you can't you maybe have him be uh, a candidate and a nominee, but not to win it. I mean, and I'll get into this later. And you've heard us talk about. It. I won't get into it too much now and beat this drum. But uh, if you followed the show or followed our our social medias, Riley Gaines, she should got Sports Person of the Year all the stuff she's done for women's sports. Oh, yes. You know, um, things like that. But that that's more me how that's – sports person of the year should be more than what you do on the field and how many clicks you get on social media. Yeah. Okay. First undefeated Power 5 team left off the playoffs. Congratulations to Florida State for that accomplishment. Wow. Um, I know lots of people down there are upset. I'm not down there and I'm upset. Uh, like we were talking in the pre-production meeting show, if you're a Power Five school and you're undefeated, you should be in. Period. That, and if there's five of you out of the Power Fives, one from each of the Power Five, then you have draw straws or something, or you know. But yeah, you're undefeated, Power Five, you're in. Period. Yeah, it should be. It should be what I would call a given, just a slam dunk. It shouldn't even be brought up, and then you can deal with the remaining teams with one loss to see who can get in and what various conferences. They were fourth going into that last weekend and won and got jumped by two teams. Now, granted, Texas and Bama beat good teams. Bama beat the number one team in the country. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Florida State can't help it the way the playoffs are set that they had a weak opponent that last week. What was their conference tournament, their conference championship? Okay, so if, if Iowa would have beat Michigan, are you saying Iowa should have jumped up there and been in the top four? They should jump from 16 to 4. No. I guarantee if Iowa would, Iowa would beat Michigan, Michigan would still be in the top four and still would have made it. Well, you have two teams now from one conference, the SEC, that probably shouldn't have made it at all. Georgia should have dropped down. And, and they did. They dropped down. Uh, and then who, who beat them? Alabama should have moved up, but not into the four, not into the right. top four. Yeah. Georgia maybe should have still been in and dropped two four, not dropped totally out of it. But then you can't have Alabama, uh, who has the 
same record as Georgia and has the head-to-head, they beat them. So you can't have Alabama ahead of – you can't have Georgia ahead of Alabama. So right. Alabama had to be higher, but would you leapfrog them all the way to the top four instead of – Yeah. Boy, but then that's how the SEC it pulls a lot of weight. Um, and all then you, viewers, it's all eyes and advertising. It's just too much. And now you get, you know, you get watch. So here's who are the top four. Do you have that coming up? Like they say in wrestling, Alabama and the SEC, they put asses every 18 inches in those seats. So they fill them up. Yes. Here's the four in. And my boy Booger was not impressed either with Alabama going all the way up there. But you got Michigan and Alabama, then Washington at two, and Texas number three are playing. That's your New Year's Day games. Um, Florida was fifth, and then the other rankings are all, which we've had on the show and so, on social medias. And so the question would be: Was was Texas then? Is that would they have been? Well, they were seven, and they jumped up to three with their win. Yeah, because all those other teams lost between them. It's like they need to make it either, like we said earlier. Okay, you got hockey has the Frozen Five. They have one play-in game, four against five, and go from there. We're almost basically down to four power conferences anymore, not power five. So you take the power four conferences, you say the winner of each conference is the four teams in the tournament, period. Yeah. So if I were to beat Michigan, I would have been the Big Ten rep in the tournament, period. Yeah. And so the thing is, now this is what, the 10th year? This is the 10th year of the playoff format, and everyone yeah. – and their uh, brother was arguing before this by saying you have to have some kind of playoff. You need to have some sort of a format so you don't have the end of the year wondering who's the co-champion or who's yep. the right champion. So they said, let's put together the four, the top four, play off each other, and then you have a true champion and no one's going to argue. And everyone says, yes, yes, that's great. That sounds good. And now here we sit with a big, with someone who's going undefeated in a power Conference five, power five, not even making it at but, all. But like they've all said, if you made an eighteen playoff, they're gonna bark about nine and ten not making it. So, so this is what we're up against. And if they move to a twelve team, you know, playoff, the, the teams on the bubble are always going to, you know, even in that sweet sixteen to the final four, the sixty-four teams, there's always the big show uh focusing on who was on the bubble, who got left out of the basketball. Okay, but like we like I've said before, and here this is another perfect example. Get rid of the bowl games. Division two or FCS, whatever you want to call it, they have their tournament and they're all doing just fine. You still want your sponsorship for bowl games? Well, funny in college basketball, they got the Maui Classic, they got this tournament and that tournament, and that tournament. Have these bowl games be the first two three weeks of the season, and at the end here, instead of these teams not playing until January first, now you could have playoffs for a few weeks. Oh, well, they're high school kids. That's too many games. If you're in those teams, you're making your NIL money. You all get a stipend as a player anyway. You're fine. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because, like you said, now the regular season for college football D1 is essentially done now. There's the Army-Navy game this Saturday, Yep. followed by the Heisman Trophy uh, championship, the show. They announced the Heisman Trophy winner Saturday night, and after this, it's it's bowl season begins for the next how many weeks? And you're going to start seeing all the names. Oh, so-and-so won't play in the bowl game for them because he's getting ready to go pro. And now you spend all this money for, for a bowl game sponsorship and you're not going to play in it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. How the sponsor games early in the year. 
Well, all I all I can say is this, Andy. You know, uh, Florida State's got a bone to pick, and, and I wouldn't want to be playing them. Now, the problem no, is no. they're playing Georgia, right? The other team that I would not want to be playing. You know, th- these guys are going to be coming out feisty after their loss, and that's going to be a good out. game. And so now you get those five and six playing each other, which is going to be arguably the best game I think yep. of of college football. That's going to be yep. great. All right. So all right, that's very good. That's a, that's a good topic. Now they also had the injury with the quarterback, and they thought maybe they wouldn't be yeah. as high of a caliber. So let's move them down. Well, I, you, I don't buy. Did you hear his tweet too? I don't buy that at the all. Florida State quarterback. What what's that? Had a tweet I'm paraphrasing. He wished he would have broke his leg earlier in the year so the team wouldn't have to go through this. <laughs> but here's I'm why SEC is is in there. Here's the Power Five championship game ticket prices. SEC tickets were five hundred thirty three bucks a shot. Pac-12 was 42, Big 10 was 58 bucks a shot. Big 12 71, ACC 88 bucks a ticket. SEC was 5.33. That's why Alabama jumped up there. There you go. Yeah, you can't you can't shaft the SEC because the uh the powers that be are going to find okay. a way to get one of those teams in there and that is uh okay, we'll end it there, I guess. Well, it's like with your Twins tickets. You want to buy Twins tickets for the games. But when they're playing the Yankees or the Dodgers or the White Sox or something, it's more expensive. Yeah, the premium. Go for football. A couple go for football notes. Uh, FCS passing leader Max Brazer from, excuse me, from the, the, the little schools is committed to Minnesota. Gophers uh, are going to pick up Max from the transfer portal from New Hampshire. He leads the FCS in passing this year. PJ Condiment and now this explains why the other quarterback entered the portal that we had now. So, yeah, and that's Calic Manis, uh, you know, taking yep. off. And now they still have the bowl game coming up. They yep. just got to now announce. we know why he's going because this kid's coming in. So and so Fleck announced to the team in a team meeting, I guess, for the quarterbacks, by saying we're going to have it's going to be a full tryout next year, and whoever wins is going to be the starter. We're not going to assume anything. Well, Calic Manis, Calic Manis, yeah. You know, his dad, I think, then got involved and says, well, you got to – he's the starter. He's earned a spot. He's the starter. Someone's got to beat him out. Flex says, no, we're going to start from scratch and see what we can yep. do. And then they took off. So yep. it's going to be interesting with the whole, you know, transfer portal because now you just dip into that and now you've got, what, an immediate starter already, right. essentially? We'll see how that goes. Fair enough. And now here – all these other quarterbacks have entered the transfer portal from these other top teams. Of course, you don't see our guy on there. And then, of course, Nebraska coach Matt Rule says a good quarterback is going to cost you one and a half to two million dollars a year because of different things. So you know, transfer portal stuff, NIL money, things like that. It's just quarterbacks are going to be popping all over because if they can't win or can't, they can't start, they want to go elsewhere. See how yeah. that works. Yeah. Or you see, you see someone else graduate from Ohio State, you want to jump up there. Or from another big school, you want a shot at that. So we'll see. Yeah, interesting. Speaking of the FCS, here it is. Their final eight. Uh, yeah, Forum in Montana will be playing ESPN2 on Friday night. On the deuce, as some people call it. Villanova and South Dakota State will be at ESPN noon Saturday. Bison and number three South Dakota will be on ABC at 2.30 Eastern. It's 1.30 for us here in Minnesota. And UAlbany and Idaho 
will be at ESPN Plus on that Saturday night. So there's your four. Let's see it in bracket form because everybody loves looking at brackets. South Dakota State, and they've moved on. They're going to play just like they're supposed to. South Dakota and North Dakota State, oh, they're not. North Dakota State not playing by the rules. Got one and eight. And the Bison won that game on a blocked field goal in overtime. <laughs> the kid who blocked it, there you can see the scars on, or the imprint still on his arm. I was talking to our friends at Beer Belly Sports on their page about this. They put that picture up. I said, if I was that kid, I'd have found the nearest tattoo parlor afterwards and had that thing inked in. That is awesome. That, I bet you he's still smiling. He is not feeling that pain, that adrenaline. That's that. And got by on a one-point win because of that. Yeah, blocked the extra point to move on. That's amazing. Now, these, these all those games should be good. Those final, those four games here this weekend yep. on Friday and Saturday, they're down to the Elite Eight. Once again, loser goes home, winner advances. Now, yeah, the yeah. final four, if you win. And five and four is the Albany and Idaho are five four. Montana and four are two sevens. So all these teams that are supposed to be playing each other are. And except the Bison had to upset everybody. So that's why you got to have the playoffs done, son. Look, college basketball so far this year. Our girl, Caitlin Clark, scored 237 points in eight games. The Iowa football team scored 216. Great meme. And now, I'm going to defend Iowa football. They scored 216 in 12 games because they got shut out in the last one. So there. Yes, that's a great – that's still a good stat, though. And a good stat that shows you that – and you know what? You can say, oh, Iowa football, they didn't score much. Okay, their defense gave up half that they were still what? Nine and three this year, or something like that. So, uh, they only lost three games, yeah. So, Caitlin's just rolling along. The Wild, they've put the other three in a row since they changed coaches. Here's a foul for their last score, they're up to eight and ten now. And the reason I use this picture is I just don't like it when the Wild use the North Star colors. That just bothers me. I agree, me. It bothers me. I don't like that. It's like when the wife wears one of my ex's sweatshirts. It just kind of bothers me. Perfect. You don't say that. What? Sorry. That's Hockey awesome. Day in Minnesota is coming up January 25th through 27th. We are working on a special episode for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And now for Dan's favorite part of the show. Oh, yes. I've got my pencil here. Uh, this and the homework assignment are my favorite. Yeah, here we go. No, No homework this week. We're going to take it easy, I think, till the holidays on the homework. Yes. Andre Dawson wants to change Expo's hat to a Cubs hat in the Hall of Fame. Who do you think you are? You you were good enough for the Hall of Fame, Andre, but you said you had the Expo's hat. Now you want to change? <laughs> a lot of the reasons I've heard people saying is because, well, if you want to do a public appearance somewhere and they say, Expos Hall of Famer Andre Dawson, that won't make as much money as saying Cubs Hall of Famer Andre Dawson. Andre, okay, sorry, Pastor. If you pissed away your money that bad, it depends on who your Hall of Fame name is. That's on you. You wanted to do it as an expo, you did, and now you can't make it financially that way. That's on you. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. So, Andy, for the listeners out there that may not know this, if you get into the Hall of Fame and you played on multiple teams, um, you get to select the hat or the team yep. that yep. you went in as. And some and guys have said they've just had the Major League Baseball or the Hall of Fame logo on there because they didn't want to be in that position. Okay. And so the whole thing with Andre Dawson here is that he elected, he selected the team, the Expos, to go in. He yeah. already made that decision years ago. It's already yeah. done. There's already his plaque is on the wall in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Now he wants to go back and change. Well, you, you already had your decision. You already had your choice. Yes, certainly – I have no problem with him saying, you know what, I regret it. I wish I could change it to something else and then be down with it. That's fine. But he's actually wants to change it. Right. So I'm not a, this I'm not why a fan. Teams also have like the Twins Ring of Honor or teams of their Ring of Honor, their own Hall of Fame. So if the Cubs had their own Hall of Fame, they could say Major League Baseball Hall of Famer and Cub Hall of Famer Andre Dawson. They could do that. Mm-hmm. Or Twins Ring of Honor member and Hall of Fame member. Now, is he looks like to me that he's just simply asking? He's putting a request yep. into the Hall of Fame to change it, and they and can I, they can come back and say you know, reasons thanks. why. Thanks, but no, no, thanks. We will yeah. we'll leave it alone. But this is very reason, rare to see this. Yeah, the reasons why shouldn't matter. The fact that you are doing it, I think, just really yeah wrong and disrespectful it, to everybody involved. It grinds our gears. Yeah, yes, it was on my soapbox. Here's an ad from back in the day. Lefty Grove stood in front of a car and threw a fastball to prove how that the windshield was safe. Oh, nice. Oh, Lefty Gomez. Or Gomez, I mean, yes. Yep. Did that. Now, can you imagine if they did that nowadays? If they would have like Randy Johnson do that in the 90s, 2000s, chuck a fastball or at, at a Tesla car or some kind of thing. Lose like that, that reliever for the twins. You know, just have him just wind up and chuck one at a windshield. Great promotional work here. I would pay for that. I would pay money to watch that. That's awesome. So that he was he was the uh, yeah the the spokesperson here. It looks mm-hmm. like uh, the, and the photograph for the safety glass. Yes, Lefty Gomez. That's great. I never have seen that before. I'm sure, a lot of you saw this. Max Scherzer, currently the third highest paid player on the Nationals, second highest on the Mets, and the fourth highest on the Rangers this last season. <laughs> Okay, let me see this. Okay, yes. Okay, I got it. When he went to the Mets, he was still getting paid money from the Nationals. Of course, the Mets on go, so he'd get out of that contract. So he is, he's doing okay. Yes. That's a good stat right there. Nice meme. I think he better not alligator arm that paycheck if he, or that check if he takes out for dinner, okay? Yes. Max is doing fine. And you know what? I ain't mad at him for that. Genius for getting that worked in his contracts. Hats off to the agent. Twins news. Not really player news, just other Twins news. Happy and sad. Corey Provost will be now replacing Dick Bray on the TV side. And Chris Atterbury will be taking over the radio play-by-play from Provost. I'm happy for for Corey Provost. I love his work. He does great stuff. Um, you can catch him doing college football games during the season. I just him and Glenn, I thought got along real well. They had good chemistry. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Nothing against Atterbury. We'll see what he does. But congratulations to Corey Provis getting the TV gig from Dick Brown. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. And also the Minnesota Twins game broadcasts will no longer be subject to bl- local blackouts. 
I have not heard of other teams getting this. I don't know how we got this, or if other teams have, I just haven't heard. But no more local blackouts. I think that's going to help um, with everything being on cable anyway. I don't see the difference on it, but no more blackout games. Now, that might mean if they're on ESPN, you will still see them on ESPN. You won't have to jump around to find them on something else. Okay. Roger Goodell wants to get rid of, get rid of the tush push that the Eagles use. So that that's just part of the sport. You get too good at something, they want to take it away from you. Well, it's like the, you know, once again, it's it's kind of like the shift. Yeah. In baseball. It's a tush push. You see it you coming got, up. You know it's going to happen. Stop it. And they can't. You've got nine players uh, in baseball. You can put them where the manager can put them wherever he wants. He just so chooses he or she to put them in the normal spots. Yep. And then they got the shift too, too worked up. So they say they can't do that. Here in football, you've got 11 on defense. Put I don't care where you put them, put them all up the gut. You got 11 on offense. Doesn't matter if they're pushing well, him. And you, and you see them line up. They you know all what's right going to happen. <clears throat> that's, that's football. Even if you step back to throw it to the one receiver, you keep one guy over on that receiver. You put the other 10 right up there up the gut. You it would know be what's like, coming. yes, the year Randy Moss was really good in 98 yeah. to say, you know what, let's put a max cap on him of five catches per game. You know, we don't want yeah. any more because it's not going to be fair then. You know, it'd yeah. be something to, the, to that limit just because the Eagles are so successful. The other teams can do this if they want. They, anyone could do it. And the defense yeah. is knows it's coming, like you said. So, this yep. should not be for the commissioner to get involved with a play. Yeah, that, what that's called the, the, the bracket or the department that's called is what the competition committee yep, or something handles committee. all those things. The commissioner's got better things to worry about than the tush push to ban it. That's not his that's not his gig. In fact, Jalen Hurts had to set out a few plays. The backup was in uh Mariota, and they ran it with him and still got it. So it's not just hurt, it's the system. <clears throat> so Minnesota wrestling. Now they're up this year, up 27% from the previous year, 35% new athletes for current athletes. The wrestling leaders or coaches 564. That's 28% up 19 new wrestling leaders. Uh, the chartered clubs are up 48% from last year, 15 new clubs. Now, does this have a lot to do with the gals joining? Sure. Increasing your sport is increasing your sport. Take it and run. Popularity is popularity. Take it and run. This post is about saying thank you. December, this is from the Minnesota USA site. Continued growth. Eric Church might have been talking about us. They saying we're having a record year because that exactly is what's happening now. So they are... Growing, so congratulations to everybody involved in that. There, some local news. There's three gals are all in Timberwolves at one time: Augustus and Maya Moore, and McWillan Franklin. They're all in the team at one time, and all three are going to the Hall of Fame together with some other gals. So, just mm. look back at those links teams we had that were winning all those championships. Yes, realize how special we had it there. And the Minnesota Women's Hockey League, XL Energy, will be their home ice for the year. And here is their home ice schedule. And as of today, I looked. They do not have ticket prices available on there, so I cannot tell you. Pretty sure it would be a good deal, though. 
there you go. The Saturday games and Sunday games seem to be afternoon. And then Wednesday night games are all 7 p.m. Looks like Wednesdays. Well, there was a Tuesday game there at 7 p.m., but weeknights are 7 p.m. Weekends will be a 2.30, 3 o'clock game. So good time to be ahead for the family out there. Yeah, interesting. And that's what I got, man. You know, they got, um, you know, March Madness with all the sporting high school events there at the Excel. Yeah. They must have to had to work around that to some well, extent. This is just through uh, March, but, you know, it's Tuesdays and Wednesday and weekends. So I'm sure they got them in there. Uh, also, a lot of free agent stuff. A lot of players have been signed. Mets have signed some players. Twins have lost some players. Uh, even if it's a big name right now, I really don't get that excited about it. It's a big name, you know. Something might—it's too good to last. It's a big name this early. You kind of wait. Uh, I think it's up to eight teams that are interested in Otani. Tomorrow will be down to five. Then we up to twelve. It depends on who you're reading. So it's a fun off season for that. Uh, for football, college football. Now the Gophers got invited. You know, once again, only five wins. And they're playing on the 26th of December, after December, Christmas, for God's sake. 26th, the day after Christmas, in Detroit at the Quick Lane Bowl, 1 p.m. against Bowling Green. Bowling Green went last year, lost to New Mexico State, which is Jerry Kill's team. Yep. And so now we get the Gophers going. And I think there was three teams that were short <clears throat> in the number of bowl games needed for six-win teams, six and six. You have to be 500 to qualify to play in a bowl game. Yep. Uh, they were three teams short. Uh, two teams went in along with the Gophers, uh, put their name in the hat, and that's why they're playing in a bowl game this year. That should still be a good game. The quarterback left. We're going to have a different quarterback that game, and then the next year we're going to have a new quarterback again, it looks like, anyway, for the Gophers. But that's where that's going to end up. And like you said, the the FCS, uh, we're down to the Elite Eight. Yes. And some very good games there. Those are still, to this day, you know, those are outdoor games being played on Friday and Saturday. Weather could uh, be a Mostly. Mostly. Mostly, okay. I think South Dakota has a dome, I believe. Some of those, uh, there may be some games there where they are at home on, in indoors. Now, according to a college football, still for D3, still going on, four yep. teams left. The final four of their semifinals are this weekend on Saturday. D2 football, final four, semifinals are Saturday. Once again, outdoor. These are good, good college teams in college football. No Minnesota or local teams left anymore. I think no. Wisconsin teams are done. Minnesota teams are done. It's uh, down to the final four in D3 and D2. FCS is final, down to the final eight. And like we said earlier, the Army-Navy game is is done. There's, Bison. there's there's Bison, the unranked team in the final four. Yeah. Unranked in the seedings, that is. But they were ranked, of course, yeah. in the, the yeah. national poll. That should be a good game. And Heisman Trophy will be announced Saturday. Bowl season kicks off, really. I think it's the 16th. It's the first bowl game for college yeah. football. And there's 43, 42, 43 bowl games. That's another 80 teams still playing. Gophers are going to be, once again, in that other other game. In college basketball, women's. One thing about the bowl games, the national championship game does not count as a bowl game when they have all those bowls because that's all a uh, uh, money generated things. So okay, so that good. is a so the college the I the believe that's not counted in the bowl game. Yeah. Are bowls the semifinals are bowls, but yes. not the championship. I believe the championship is not a bowl game. So okay. I could be wrong. I think I was wrong a few other times before, but I'm interesting. Be so I think there's forty there's forty two bowl games or there's forty one bowl games for sure. That's eighty two teams are still in the hunt, uh, still playing of college football for the D one. Now college basketball wins. Yes. I got some notes on this. Go ahead. Iowa 
Eight and one, ranked fourth in the nation. That's got Caitlin Clark, a senior. Uh, try, try to watch when the games come on for that. A great, great uh, team there. UConn, who's always been good, ranked seventeenth. They're four and three right now. Remember, they got Kate, Paige Becker's now back. Their and other the other stud early in the year too, though. So. The other stud was the other. I think it was the uh, former Gatorade Player of the Year in the whole yep. U.S. They picked up, and the following year. Paige Becker was the Gatorade Player of the yeah. Year in the entire U.S., and they picked her up. So they had two top players in the nation at one time for a, for a couple of years. She got hurt now. I think she's done for the year. Yeah, They're still going to be good, but it's interesting seeing them down at 17, right? Yeah. And, you know, this just shows it right now that, you know, years ago, there was your handful of basketball teams for the gals that were good, and that was about it. This just shows you how the game is the, – the, the gals have improved, the athletes have improved, how there isn't – Stanford, Tennessee, and UConn, and then Louisville. And Louisville is four anymore. It's not even there because what's happened, if you look at a lot of it, those good players are on those teams. Another good coach is on these other teams. There was a chance for them to advance. The game grew. So they were doing that. Uh, you know, the, the gal at South Carolina. That comes off. I can blank on the name, but there's a perfect example. Great player, player. Boston. I know Staley. Oh, uh, Don Staley, the coach. Don Staley. Yep. Yep. Coach at South Carolina. Very great player. Went on the coach because of the great things she learned as a player. She's taken that on. Is that really a coaching tree like in the NFL? Like, oh, the guy who used to be an assistant here went there. You don't see that in the college basketball so much, but it's the players they call coach that went on to be coaches. Yeah, all the all the teams ranked. If you're in the top 25 ranked in college D1 women's basketball, your team, your program is good, and you could beat anybody in any given day. And the men are getting the same way too. I mean, look at Purdue got knocked out again. I mean, and and so we see UConn with that great lineup ranked 17th. That goes to show how good these other squads are uh, overall. Now, the other team we haven't followed yet is Lehigh. Lehigh women's basketball right now is seven and one after eight games. Now, this is typically last uh, five, ten years been loaded up a lot with Minnesota natives on that team. Yes. Right now they got three, three on the squad from Minnesota. Usually last couple of years they had five or six. They had the Minnesota starting lineup one time, I remember. They I had a whole lot of uh, Minnesota East is uh, where the, where the yes. ladies travel for uh, to go east if, to play some D1 basketball. Is a lot of players there at Lehigh. There's three from Minnesota this year, a junior and two sophomores, I believe. Um, but they're 7-1. to one. Uh, they, they look sharp. The last thing I've got is snowmobile season, and he kicked off December 1st. Well, there's no snow, so nothing can happen, but officially the trails are in. They're ready to go here in Minnesota. Snowmobile season kicks off every year December 1st. We're in it. We're in it right now. No snow, and it looks like a low snow forecast, actually, Andy, Yes. for the whole season. Yep. So it could it uh, could be light, but we'll cover that as well. Go for women's volleyball did lose in the second round. They won the first round of the volleyball in the NCAA tournaments and then lost. So their season is done. Uh, usually it's unlike them to be done, but they were 17th in the country coming in. So they weren't the top seeds like they used they were used to. Uh, so they are out. Their season is done. Um, hockey is going on strong. Gophers and men and women are both doing well in their uh, rankings and the men are up to men are top 10 women are top 10 second i think for them um Bemidji state girls and boys they're playing gophers i 
took it to Bemidji State pretty hard this last weekend. Bemidji State's program is growing, though, still. They had their moment, but um, they stay competitive, except against the Gophers this last weekend. Gophers just beat them up, took their lunch money, and sent them home crying. So that's well, that's that's why they play the game. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Yep, yep. The college okay. football, once again, Final Four is going to be very interesting. There's, there's going to be a lot of water cooler talk, of course, armchair quarterback, a lot of experts talking about stuff like that, kind of like ourselves. Yes. But that's, that's also good. It's also good to have uh, the discourse like that, the commentary. But, boy, yep. it's frustrating. But those guys will play. Uh, that's been announced. Now we'll see the rest of the bowl schedule now fill in. Yep. We'll, we'll start up making our announcements, see who's going where and why. And then you'll hear about all the players not playing in it because they're getting ready for the draft. And so before you fill out your brackets or your, your sheets for your, your bowl pickums, wait and see who's playing and who's not. And even if they're playing, there's no guarantee they're playing a whole game. It's Some of these bowl games are almost like exhibition games at the end of the year. It's really a sucker's bet. You know, if you if you were putting your hard-earned money on some of these mid-level bowl games in Vegas, I do not feel bad for you. Um, you can please Venmo me the money if you just want to throw it away. I will take it for you. Yeah, these these are crapshoots. I mean, it's also why it's fun, though, too. I like, Andy, I like to focus on the games that are not in the south, so the outdoor northern games. There's the, there's the Fenway yep. Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl. Yep. Or there may be weather involved. You never know. But yep. uh, typically it's down in the south, outdoors with good weather or indoors. But Or if they're up north or in a dome like in Detroit or something like that, so. Which, again, I've said this for years. We have domes here. We have major companies here like 3M and Honeywell. Why are we not sponsoring a dome bowl game to draw more money into our area? I don't know. I just work here. Good point. Um, We'll see you all next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.